Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to doubt. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps. My name's Chris. I am here with Alan. Hello. That's Alan. Uh, this is our podcast where we talk about wrestling. And that's what we're going to do this evening, whether it kills us. <laughs> uh, this is our fourth or fifth attempt at recording this podcast tonight. Um, it's getting on towards one o'clock in the morning. Uh, my laptop has decided it's not working tonight, um, so we're recording this on my phone. Hopefully it will sound reasonably audible. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, there, there's been a few times when we've claimed we've had technical difficulties uh, and not put up episodes. Yeah. Um, I think it's karma biting us in the butt. I mean, usually if we claim we've got technical difficulties, your show was shit and we didn't really want to bury it. Um, <laughs> that's happened that's happened at least once yeah um otherwise it's normally chris is too tired yeah and wants to go to bed um but tonight isn't one of those nights we wanted to no. talk um about the show we went to so we are going to try and keep it brief just because i'm frustrated yeah are you frustrated not with the show no but i'm frustrated just yeah. With this situation. That and with life through. in general. Uh, well, I'm disappointed with life. Yeah. <laughs> Less frustrated, more disappointed. Um, so we've just got back from Cheltenham. Um, we drove back in the car. <laughs> That's usually why. I never know. What are the roads? M40? A40? It's the A40. A40. Uh, the A34. Yeah. A bit of the M40, a bit more of the A34. Cool. All right. Great. Road news. Um, and um, coming back from Cheltenham, that means we were at Attack. We were. Because they had a show in Cheltenham. I don't know whether anybody, any other wrestling was going on in Cheltenham. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it it's possible. a hotbed. Um, There's a ladies' college there, I know that. There's a race course. Yeah. Um, some other stuff. Some other stuff. But we were at the Frog and Fiddle. Frog for and Fiddle. Frog or fiddle? No. What did I say? You said frog and fiddle, but I like to think of it as two places. I, I like to think of the frog slash fiddle. Yeah. Which bit were we in? We were in the fiddle. Right. Because it's the music part. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we weren't there for music. We were there for Attack Pro Wrestling under the Missile Tour Night 2, 2018. Yeah. That's uh, their second night of this year's tour. They were in London on Wednesday. Tomorrow yeah. night they are in Cardiff, and then on Sunday night they're in Bristol. Four nights. Yeah. Um, double the nights like, than previous years. Yeah. So. Well, like, what did they do three last year? I don't know. I don't think so. Or maybe they did. I know when they announced these dates earlier in the year, they announced three of them. Obviously, yeah. they weren't doing the London show. And then London so. was added. I don't know. Maybe they did do three. Who knows? Um, we only did one of them last year. Yeah. We did both nights, Cardiff and Bristol the year before. Yeah, so we're getting less. Yeah. Less enthused. It's, it's us, not them. Yeah, it's definitely us, not um, them. We are old. And this is also only the second time we've been to Attack this year. Yeah. After being very much regulars um, in 2017. Yeah. Um, again, our failing, not theirs. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, a little bit theirs. 
I mean, I'm not going to let them completely off the hook. The the whole nothing to prove thing has yeah, not maybe. set maybe. us on fire. Um, but maybe getting ahead of ourselves. Although, I, I don't know. Well, yeah. We're always getting ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about the show. Yeah, let's do the love the graps, not my graps thing. Yeah. So it's three things that we like, three things that we didn't like. Okay. Um, so three things that we liked. Kick off with the positives, the love the graps. Yeah, let's talk uh, about... Hmm. Let's hit... Let's talk about the trio. Oh, yeah. There was a six-person tag team match. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be a six-person tag team match, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, but it was one of these nothing-to-prove teams Yeah. with some of those people in. So they're like the baddies. Yeah, five people in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the three that we had was uh, Chuck Mambo. Yeah. He's a baddie. He's yeah. a badden. Um Elijah, who's just he's just out and out, just through and through a bad bad yeah. egg. Um he looks like an egg as he well. He does, he does look like a bearded egg. Yeah. And Drew Parker. Yeah. Still got lovely hair. Yeah. Um somebody did a Stevie Richards chant. Is it a chant if it's one person saying no. it three times? No. Um And I he know. doesn't look like Stevie Richards because a very important part of Stevie Richards was that Stevie Richards wore damn cutoffs. Yeah. And Drew Parker wears, wears just jeans. They're not cut off. No. So, and also, Stevie Richards wore a crop top. I mean, he didn't always wear a crop top. No, but mostly. He's most I mean, famous for wearing a crop top. Well, no, I, mean, I think he's most famous for wearing a shirt and tie when he was in the team, the anti-fun police team. <laughs> right, yeah. What was that team right called? Right to censor. Right to censor. They were good, weren't they? No, that they was a terrible. good act. No, that terrible. was a good act. Terrible. That was a good act. You're wrong on that one. That was a good act. No. That was Vince had a bee in his bonnet about... Oh, yeah, no, we all... Group. Everybody knows why the, and they came around. We, everybody likes stroking their chin and going... We oh. had to sit and watch it. No, out. they were a good act. That was a good act and you're wrong. You're just... Anyway, Drew Parker fans. is not Stevie Richards. No. Um, I don't know what he is. And he never will be. No. Um, so they teamed up um, and then they took to, took on the ad hoc team yeah. of Love Making Demon. Making his return from the grave yeah. uh, with Undertaker music. Well, it was like an Undertaker version. Yeah, the Undertaker's of... dong. And then yeah. a very <laughs> slowed down version of Careless Whisper. Yeah. Um, and Sexy Travis Banks. Stupid Sexy Travis Banks. And Millie McKenzie. Yeah. Um, trying to be uh, both stupid and sexy. Well, I think she was more falling dance. more on she the stupid. stupid uh, yeah. She was just dancing a lot, wasn't she? Yeah. Like, um, so they were the, the heroes, I yeah. guess. And they were a glorious trio of idiots, basically. Yeah. It was it was set up because um, it was initially supposed to be uh, Chuck Mambo against the Love Making Demon. Mm-hmm. Uh, following on from the storyline of where Chuck Mambo was the Love Making Demon. Yeah. And he unmasked himself. Um, and so that was the end of the Love Making Demon. Mm-hmm. But at the last attack show at the Walkabout, uh, Love Making Demon returned. Yeah. Um, to haunt Chuck Mambo and that set this up um, but nothing to prove attacked mm-hmm. uh, Love Making Demon and that's when Travis and Millie came out to uh, make the save um, they were a joy yes they were uh, 
I think something that really needs to be addressed, and it's kind of the elephant in the room with this um, particular situation, is that Millie McKenzie, um, perhaps she must have guilty feet, <laughs> because she certainly has got no rhythm. Um, well, there are times when you forget how young Millie McKenzie is, yeah. and there are times you forget that She's not far off a child, and children cannot dance. <laughs> yeah. um, and we did see that tonight. It was, it was, it was distressing. She was throwing shapes. Yeah. It was. Um, th- there was that moment. She did. There was a moment where she was doing like charges into the corner <laughs> on Elijah. Yeah. Um, where she was kind of doing a little dance before doing like a forearm into the corner, and it was one of the most bizarre. Ridiculous things I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, it's like um, I mean the closest parallel is Elaine from Seinfeld. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's obviously a deliberately bad dance. It's it's more as if Elaine from Seinfeld was having an epileptic fit. Yeah. I I was at university with a girl called Charlotte, um, yeah. who nobody could do an impression of her dancing. Mm. Because to do so would mean losing all your rhythm. Yeah. You couldn't lose enough rhythm to do well, an impression of, of Charlotte dancing. Maybe um, Millie McKenzie is the Les Dawson of right. wrestling dancers. Yeah. And it really is the utmost skill to be able to have that little coordination deliberately. Mm. Um that's the second Les Dawson reference in as many podcasts. Yeah. Um, but it, it was nice to, to see Millie in Fun Loving Thing. We like the Fun Loving Millie um, yeah. with the Bruiser Mates yeah. that we see. Uh, it's lovely for the Love Making Demon to be out, the OG Love Making yeah. Demon. Um, up to his usual uh, cool. shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, wearing the coat that um, Kid Like Us wore last year when he Well, they bought it, didn't they? They've invested <laughs> in it now. <laughs> you know. uh, but I typically like that. And really lovely to see. Uh, Travis Banks having fun again. Yeah, I mean, Travis has been missed um, during his time out injured, uh, and we've spoken quite a lot on our like some of our most recent episodes about his return to Fight Club Pro, and how we weren't super keen on what they'd done with him. Um, I love idiot Travis Banks. Mm. Um, I think he is... I mean, we've compared him to Kurt Angle in the past. Yeah. Because not only is he a great wrestler, he is a joyous buffoon yeah. who is actually really good at the comedy stuff. Makes himself laugh. And he, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so funny, he makes himself laugh. Yeah. And it's just, it's nice to just see him going for it. Because, I mean, the, the, the thing about the, the Fight Club Pro um, adventures that we saw the other week uh, was that it was, it was, yeah, Trav was wrestling. But there was, there was no, there was very little personality there. It was just Travis Banks as Travis Banks the wrestler. Yeah. Um, whereas this allows him to play out. And I've not seen it, but from from what I gather, his his heel stuff in progress again is is different. But it it's allowing him to kind of play a a, a, a larger than life. Yeah. Well, he's good character. when he's got something to sink his teeth into, yeah. character wise. Um, and he's good, been good at that in progress. And he was good at that when he's, you know, had proper storyline stuff in Fight Club Pro to get on with. Yeah. But if you're just bringing him in and putting him in exhibition matches, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Um, let's move on then. Okay. Um, 
let's talk about not a match. Yeah. Um, but a kind of a storyline aspect of attack and storylines are things that we kind of fell in love with with attack yeah um their willingness to sort of try and push the envelope a little bit with their storytelling Mm -hmm. make it personal make it longer lasting um kind of spread over so many episodes yeah and i mean that's what they are you know they're episodes um, and and when you get to it, you have a generous payoff. Yeah. And they're sowing seeds for stuff at the moment. Yeah. Um, but most specifically tonight, um, we had a segment with Eddie Dennis, um, following up on a um, earlier encounter between Damien Dunn and Pete Dunn, and berating Damien Dunn. Uh, Damien had had a match with Pete Dunn. Damien's have doing this kind of a. a Sad sack thing at the minute. Yeah, well, nothing to prove. Um, they, they had a match between nothing to prove and the anti fun police, and the losers had to disband. Yeah, and it was the anti fun police yep. who had to disband, much to everyone's chagrin. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, Damien Dunn's lost every match. Yeah, uh, and comes to the ring, no music, um, no frills, just in his black trunks, black boots, um, and just looking for all the world like. He just wants everything to end. Yeah. Um, he fought Pete Dunn. Really interesting match. I want to talk about something in that a little bit while we can. Just make note of it. That um, Pete Dunn's character is... He's a bit of a dick. Yeah. Um, and he was being a bit of a dick to Damien. And everyone was solidly behind Damien Dunn. You know, getting cheers. His comebacks were getting you know, madly cheered. People were singing songs for him. But when Pete Dunne was being a dick to him, nobody was booing. But this is a problem. This is... How do we solve a problem called Pete Dunne? Yeah. Um, Ever since the sort of explosion of the British Strong Style WWE UK stuff and the British Strong Style tour of 2017 into 2018... um, it's been impossible to get an audience to boo those yeah. characters. And I'll put my hand up, I didn't boo him tonight. No. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, you moan about... There might life. have been a moment where I booed him. But yeah, but he deserved a right booing. Yeah. Um, but he did that thing where he shrugs his shoulders, as if to say, what am I like? What am I like? Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting that, you know, you had this... He was basically bullying Damien Dunn at times. Yeah. Um, and the crowd being so far behind, so much behind Damien Dunn, but weren't willing to yeah to boo. Um, but but having said that yeah. um they had a they had a good match yeah. um and Damien came out on a losing end yeah um surprise surprise yeah and um, still not picking up um not Damien Weir not picking up the, the victory <laughs> against uh, Pete Dunn um that of course is a reference to Damien's um work on WWE UK Slave name which was part and parcel of um, Eddie Dennis's um, criticism later on. So yeah. Eddie Dennis had come out and he was beating up Super Santos Junior. Yeah, who'd done and, the raffle. And Damien Dunn came out to sort of save um, Santos Junior. Yeah. Now let's frame this first because we've we've already said we're not biggest fans of what they've done with nothing to prove. Um, it's not set us on fire. Um, it's not made us excited to go and see the shows. Um, 
some of the people involved in it just seem like just clothes horses. Yeah, you know? yeah, they're like empty vessels. Yeah, um, and one of our criticisms about it um, is that they always lose. Yeah, and really, what is what is their their thing? What are, what are they after? Um, Eddie Dennis in his position as attack champion, mm-hmm. um, so you can't really say he's a loser because he's the champion of the company, um, and made it very clear what he's against in in the, the, the promo that we're going to talk about. And I think that's why, um, as well as it being a really good piece of work by Eddie Dennis and Damien Dunn, because you, know, you have to have a foil in this, um, I think it's in stark contrast to the bits about nothing to prove that we haven't liked. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Eddie sort of railed against Damien's work as a gimmick. Yeah. Um, Having uh, already set this up, he was going to unmask the fake Mexican Santos. Um, So basically he was saying he'd done... Damien done a favour by disbanding the anti-fun police um, and that Damien has made a fool of himself, putting himself out there as the chief deputy of this fake police force um, and that if he wants to be taken seriously he needs to sort of stand on his own two feet. I mean he's not Um, wrong I mean and that's the key to this character of of Eddie Dennis and also the Eddie Dennis mm, in progress as well well. okay so I take some umbrage with that assertion that he's not wrong like it's one thing for your villains to believe that they are right. Right. We're not saying that they are right, though. Yeah. Like, and he he is wrong. He is wrong in that... I mean, you can't sit there and go, he, guess, he's right. Yeah. Because, yeah, Damien Dunn did get more bookings because of the anti-fumbling. I guess, yeah. Super Santos Jr. went from zero bookings yeah. to a bunch of bookings. So, like, and in 2018, you don't have to be, um, you know straight up wrestler wrestler in order to have some mm. sort of career in British wrestling there is a ceiling though yeah there is a ceiling but also every, there's a ceiling for everybody yeah. um, and I think Eddie's, Eddie's point was that no nobody's going but, to invest money. but I, I take I, I take issue with this idea that Eddie Dennis is right all the time it's like because yeah. that's the kind of shit that ends up with people cheering him over well, yeah. Mark Andrews and that's because everybody's like, ah, oh, but Eddie's actually right. <laughs> it's like, no, fuck off. He's the bad guy. He's being completely unreasonable. He's beating people up and then going, ah, oh, but you weren't a good enough friend to me. Like, he's being an arsehole. Well, Mark wasn't and he's being an un- but he's being he's un- a terrible un- friend. He's being unpleasant. And, but other people are willing to forgive that and go... Ah, uh, but actually, <laughs> if you think about it, he's got some really good points. Yeah, and I'm and one of those people. Actually, it was okay for Thanos to kill half of every living creature on Earth because um, spoilers. Because because actually, that eugenics is okay, isn't it? <laughs> actually, Hitler had some good ideas. Or oh, Mussolini made the trains run on time. <laughs> So, Eddie Dennis is a badden, and he was very um, logical mm. in his dismantling of Damien Dunn. But 
he, he did it in such a way that he offered them an opportunity. Yeah. So building stuff for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. And tomorrow in Cardiff, he's offered him a shot at his Attack Pro Championship. Yeah. Um, with the stipulation that, um, and actually, you know, Damien's getting quite a lot out of this. Well, yeah. Potentially. It's an all or nothing. Well, I mean, the thing is, if Damien wins, he gets the title yeah. and he can bring back the anti-fun police. Yeah. Um, if he loses, he has to leave attack. And he doesn't like he's enjoying himself I anyway. I mean, he's lost seven matches in a row now. Yeah. Um, he doesn't bother coming out to music. No. He's, he's gone all slopey shoulder, doesn't he? He's yeah. just like... It doesn't look like he's looking after himself. He's he's having a sad old time. Yeah. So maybe maybe he needs to step away. If he's going to lose, maybe he needs to go... Yeah. Maybe I'd just pack it up. See, I did wonder, when, when they were setting this up, I could see where it was going. Yeah. And I wondered if they were going to save it for Sunday night and that that would be the, the Sebastian Radclaw moment. Yeah. Um, that would, you know, help bring back the anti-fun police. I mean, let's not forget, the anti-fun police were rotters. Yeah. But they were, they were our rotters. Right, OK. They? Yeah. Rather than... Like, they... they you know, they weren't unmasking people. No. Like that's a line that attack doesn't cross. Yeah. Um, As an aside, I maybe I would like to see the Antifun police come back, but I hope Santos doesn't rejoin them. I like the fact Santos has branched out on his own. It's like the fact he's not having a match. Yeah. He's just drawing the raffle. Yeah. But still. There we go. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like that act. I like, I like Santos and... Deputy done together, so yeah. um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, we won't. No, we'll um, get on to that later. Um, okay, one last love the grab set. Okay, um, just a little thing, but quite an important thing. Yeah. Um, announcer Jim Lee, before each match tonight, uh, if there was a context to be put for that match, put that context. Um, just a few words, yeah. uh, short sentences. Uh, explaining what had happened before and why the match, yeah, why it affected the match that we were about to see. And um, you know, we talk about how important storylines are to attack, mm-hmm. and Jim Lee does a really good job. I mean, should we just call him Jim? Jim, <laughs> Jim. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's like like Jiminy Cricket just got to call him by his full name the whole time. Yeah, um, Jim Lee. Uh, he he's really good at sort of framing it in a storyline context, mm. but not always storylines. No, like for instance, uh, we had a match between Connor Mills and Wild Boar. Yeah. Um, tonight, and Connor Mills had made his debut for Attack on Wednesday. Yeah. In a losing effort, um, Jim Jim tried not to do spoilers <laughs> but failed, um, and um, also Wild Boar is. The former attack yeah, pro champion, just explaining and little we had things. all of those bits of information, um, which is good for for us. I mean, we're following it from a distance, yeah. to some extent, um, but we haven't been to all the shows. It's nice to have that sort of um, refresher. It's nice to know where you stand. Hmm. Um, it's the kind of stuff you'd get from a commentator if you were watching it on TV. Yeah, um, but we're not watching it on TV. It wasn't overdone. It was just a, a nice little thing. You you have to assume sometimes that every show is somebody's first show. There might have been people there who had no idea what had been going on in the attack, especially because it's the Mistletoe. 
Um, you know, it's the big show at the end of the year. Attack of a few um, kind of big occasions throughout the year. This is definitely one of them. There might have been people there who'd not been to Attack for a little while. Mm-hmm. And this was just a nice way of getting them up to speed. Yeah. So I just want to give two thumbs up. He did a good job by that. He'd done a good job. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, let's get on our um, mean-spirited high horse. Yeah. Um, talk about a couple of things that we didn't like quite so much. Mine's, and, a, mine's a camel. And they, um, he sat right on top of the hump. Uh, in between the two humps. Ah, so you're not as high as you could be. No. Um, feel safer, though. <laughs> yeah, you would feel safe sat between yeah. two humps, wouldn't you? Um uh, are those are the humps that the Black Eyed Peas were singing about oh, back yeah. in the early two thousands. Yeah. Um, and these, I mean, we're going to say not my graps. They're not like yeah. They're not like big, big, massive turn offs. Um, I mean, they vary a little bit. Yeah. Um, we didn't come out and kick a Cheltenham cat because of it. Yeah. They're like we we've done. We've had worse. We've certainly had worse. Yeah. Um, fun show all in all, but a couple of things. That, Little gripes, little gripes. Um, so we talked about the trio um, of uh, Travis Banks, Millie McKenzie and Lovemaking Demon, yeah. which was an awful lot of fun. Yeah. However, in the context of Not My Graps, it did mean that we didn't get the advertised match, which mm-hmm. was a grudge match between Chuck Mambo and himself, uh, Lovemaking Demon. Yeah. So with... The Mistletoe being a four-night thing. Yeah. They've tried to kind of advertise at least one thing for each night. Yeah. Um, to kind of give you a, a highlight of each night. Um, so the first night it was um, Ring Camp against Aussie Open. Yeah. For the attack tag team titles. Yeah. You know, it's a big thing. Um, this, uh, tomorrow night, LK Mezinger against uh, Split Splits McPins um, in a Loser Leaves attack match. Yeah. Um, weirdly, nothing about that on tonight's show to build that up. No, no, neither man uh, yeah. are visible. Um, and tonight's was supposed to be the grudge match of Chuck Mambo against the Love Making Demon, returned yeah. from the dead. Yeah, um, and we didn't get it. No, and you know what we got was was uh, very very good, very entertaining. Um, it's just yeah, I was I was looking for, and it might have even been okay if in that. That six man, there was it built to Mambo and Love Making Demon at the finish. Yeah, or even they did they did some stuff where they deliberately kept them apart. Yeah, like if it, if they'd have done some stuff where it felt like, oh well, we're gonna have to get another match between yeah. these two. So either they do get their hands on each other, but it's it's inconclusive, or they never actually get to yeah to to fight. But it was neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, so that was just a bit frustrating. It was. It would would have. I mean, as much as we talk about Attack and their storylines, ultimately this match didn't really extend that story. It, it, if anything, it felt like it put it on hold. Well, it's kind of like the Theresa May, yeah, of of uh, of wrestling storylines, isn't yeah. it? Um, we, to we were ready for the vote. Yeah, uh, we were ready for the match, and they've just kicked it into the long grass. Yeah, I mean, not a great analogy but um i guess we'll stick with it yeah. for now won't we yeah. um so that's one thing Grr, really grinds my <laughs> gears when they do that yeah. um another thing 
that is not my grab. Second, not my grabs. Um, how about the end of the the tag title match? Yes, yeah, so the tag title match, um, which was a rematch um, from Walkabout, um, was Aussie Open against the Hunter Brothers. Yeah. Um, now, people have been going to attack regularly and, and been following it. Can anyone explain to me why they're the Hunter Brothers again, and not the Brothers of Construction? Because they were the Brothers of Construction. Yeah. Then they became the Brothers of Obstruction. <laughs> In the anti-fun police. Then the anti-fun police got disbanded. Mm. Um, and now they're the Hunter Brothers? Why have they gone back to maybe being the Maybe you just couldn't go back to being the Brothers of Construction. Maybe maybe the Brothers of Obstruction mm. kind of absorbed everything that the Brothers of Construction was. Right. But in order to get rid of them and get rid of the anti-fun police, they just had to go back to being yeah. the Hunter Brothers. Just a little thing, just... You know. Yeah. Um, so they were having they were having a fine match. Yeah. It was a good match. Hunt Brothers having a bit of a renaissance. Yeah, they're they're having some like. really solid tag matches at yeah. the minute. Um and Aussie Open obviously one of the hottest teams in the country in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Um and leaving the year it seems holding the attack belts. Um, so two nights to go, mate. Yeah, of course. Um but then the Hunter Brothers had it won. Yeah, pretty they? much. Spike, yeah. Spike Tombstone Pile Driver. Yeah. Um, Young Buck style. Um, and they had Kyle Fletcher um, set up for the pin. And then Chris Roberts took his time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> took his time getting down to count three. And then Elijah came out. And stopped Chris Roberts's arm coming down for the three count. Well, did he? <laughs> With the power of his mind. Yeah. And he was a bit late to the party. But um, the, the, the important thing is that Elijah came out and stopped the Hunter Brothers winning. But the important thing is that it, that was his intention. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I, this is where my problem begins and ends, really, right. is with the mistiming of the whole thing. Like, if you're doing these sort of angles, it needs to it needs to be on point. Yeah. Like, and that's a tough venue because, like, you've got things where people are standing in the fucking way. Yeah. Um, but you need to be on top of it, and you need to get that nailed. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, it looks sloppy as hell. And I know our friend John was stood towards the back. He had no idea what was going on because. No. Um, they did that, and it took a little bit too long as well for everybody yeah. to figure out what's going on. I, however, have further issues with it. Yeah, of course you do. Um, because after that, after Elijah had come down and was, was late to... Think, that wasn't the actual finish. Um, the finish was, he then got to his feet. Um, everyone stood around a bit. They looked at each other. They looked at each other some more. Mm. And then he kicked Mark Davis in the nuts. Carl Fletcher. Was it Carl yeah. Fletcher? Uh, in the nuts. Um, at which point uh, Chris Roberts said, that's a disqualification. Now, the, the thing with attack is they don't have a bell. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's... So it's never clear when you have an ending like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, also, they just stood around for yeah. ages. Elijah was on his own. I presume it's going to set up uh, a, a tag feud down the road of, of some some people from nothing to prove against the Hunter Brothers. Um, where was the person it's going to be with yeah. Elijah? 
Um, there were there were four members of Nothing to Prove in the building tonight, at least. I mean, LK may have been in the building as well. We didn't see him. Um, it just was Yeah, it was really wonky. It weird. was really, really and wonky. And what compounded it was that went out live on Facebook. Yeah. That, that was, was the match one. they chose to, to put out live. And for me, it was just like... So, I mean, uh, yeah, it okay. The, I think, it took the wind out of the room. I think, though, I think those are reasonable points. I don't have, I don't have a problem, per se, with like screwy DQ finishes, mm. um, particularly when you're guaranteed to have some sort of follow-up. And I have confidence in attack to follow those things up. I don't have confidence in every promotion... I don't have confidence that like you're not just gonna get some bullshit response. Ah, oh, why don't you just wait and see how the story plays out? I have confidence that attack, if they're doing that, yeah, it's gonna lead to something. Yeah, um, it was just a bit. But it was it was a it bit was wonky. It was wonky. It like the timing was all off on it. Um, and and honestly, you're right in that the ring bell. Them not having a ring bell means that you can't easily do disqualifications unless you get the referee like just standing there waving his arms in the air well, in disqualification fact, in, in fact, like Chris Roberts did have to say that's a disqualification Chris Roberts is weird when he talks isn't he <laughs> like, I, I never really think about it because like a lot of the promotions like he's not really very vocal at like progress or rev pro is he no. so it's weird like seeing him in like a small room for attack and hearing him like talk, he's weird. Like it's like he's putting on a voice. What? What? what, what a little mention about Chris Roberts. Um, I found quite uh, amusing to myself tonight. Is usually when uh, unlike Joel Allen, who will say a wrestler's full name. Mm. Like, what do you say, Chris Brooks? Yeah. Um, Roberts is a surname man. Yeah. But in that opener between Damien Dunn and Pete Dunn. It was, what do you say, Pete? What do you say, Damien? Yeah. I just wanted to, I wanted to hear him say, what do you say, Dunn? No, he did. He did say What about you, Dunn? A few times. <laughs> when, when Pete was, like, um, doing something nefarious, like, manipulating the, yeah. the finger joints, he was like, get off him, Dunn. Or maybe it should have been, get off him, Dunn, P. But also that meant, like, we had loads of, like, comments from people in the audience around us, like, Oh, this is a battle of the duns. Oh, it's done versus done. Let's go done. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Um, let's do one final. All no, right. Not my graps. And this is a not my graps. We are our own not my graps yeah, on are, this yeah. one. Um, it is the fact that we are not able to go to the rest of the shows this weekend. Um, we really do love Attack and we do love the Missile Tour. Festivities. Well, particularly, we like the last night in yeah. Bristol. Um, last couple of years, we've run the um, Secret Santa. Uh, and I believe it's going ahead this year. There seems yeah. to be a little bit of confusion um, about whether or not it's happening. But hopefully, hopefully that does come together on Sunday. Um, and that's a real fun part of, part of that night. Um, and you get a big climax. Mm-hmm. To, to a lot of the stuff that's been going on over the year and over the weekend with so many yeah. shows happening. Um, but it just wasn't doable for us this, this no. time around. Um, maybe next year. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at a show Sunday afternoon. Um, mm. You're not, you're going to be playing a I've got my own show. Gig. You're playing a jig. I'm doing a jig, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and although I'll be enjoying myself at the show, I'll have kind of half half a wistful eye on what's well, going on helps, in Bristol. If it helps you all, I won't be enjoying myself. Okay, I'll be making a fool of myself. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, it's been a weird year. Like following two thousand seventeen, where we went to maybe ninety percent of all mm-hmm. the attack shows that happened. Yeah, um, having only gone to two out of a lot of shows this yeah. year that they've run, um, it's a bit of a come down. Yeah. Um, so you know, we'll see what happens next year. I'd like to go to a couple more, but again, it's not going to be the amounts there was in two thousand seventeen. No. Um, and yeah, this weekend is a bit of a bummer in that respect. Um, also we're tired old men at this point. Yeah. Well, let's maybe pledge. I'm not pledging anything. That next year we will do this at all. I'm not pledging anything. There's no way I'm going to four nights of anything. I mean, I'm going to Super Strong Style 16. I'm already regretting that. Yeah, well, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, there's no way I'm going to four nights. (laughs) Well, at least try. And at do. least Super Strong Style sixteen is all like in the same place, and, yeah. And feasibly, it is you know I can be in my bed at a reasonable time if I wanted to. At the end of it, it's not the same. I mean, what Attack should do is run all the nights in Cates and allow us to sleep in Cates. Yeah. Um, overnight. Ideally, what they should do is run it in Northampton. Well, yeah. Um, at the Double top darts club, yeah. and then we could just walk there. Yeah, be nice. Yeah, yeah. Have a think about it. Yeah, lads. Yeah. Have a think, lads. Yeah, but it was lovely to see um, the attack people tonight. Lovely to have a, a little chat with Jim. Yeah, uh, uh, in the interval. Oh no, it's going to sound like we gave him love the graps because we had a little chat with him. No, because he'd already been doing it before that. Yeah, so, yeah all right. You know, he um, talked us into it. Frankly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was nice to be back. Yeah. Yeah, bittersweet almost, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to episode 101 yeah. of Love the Grumps, the Got most torturous of all episodes. <laughs> um, uh, we'll be back at some point. We're going to try and be back with a Christmas episode. Yeah, there will definitely we've... be something next weekend. Yeah, um, um, and then maybe after that, um, a, a, a debut visit to a promotion. Yeah, um, we, so it looks like year. looks like you'll have two more episodes before the year is out. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't speak to you directly between now and then, have a lovely Christmas. Yeah. Um, hopefully, again, we will be back next weekend, <laughs> and we can do this all over again. Uh, and get on the Facebook group. Blah 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 blah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter if you want, but it's just me mentioning when there's a new episode gone up. Yeah. So do it or don't do it. Doesn't really matter. Um. But until next time, it's late, 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 and I hope this recording has worked. Please go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills, every class, where the seasons are tied. All our lives, we had fun. Of the world that we keep, where the sky is on the beach.